Did you know that the greatest indicator of school success, that is, academic success, is vocabulary? Did you know that building a strong vocabulary is that important for our children? I thought not. Well, today what we're going to talk about is how you have a tremendous resource for vocabulary building just growing on the trees outside. So today we're going to talk about how you can use your your natural environment. So if you have an apple tree, great. If you can go to an apple orchard, great. And if you have apples in your refrigerator, great. Today we're going to take the apple and we're going to learn how to expand vocabulary in multiple ways with the words that will come from the apple. So grab a pen and paper if you think that you want to take notes. Otherwise, let's go. Does your child have a speech language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. As a reminder, before we begin, coaching enrollment is open at this time. So if you are interested in having some support in helping your kids listen better and knowing how to communicate with them, email me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com. All right. Any of you that have been listening for a while, you know that I like to do that which is practical, that which you can relate to your normal life in your everyday circumstances. And this is one of the reasons that I have picked the apples. The apple has a tremendous source of vocabulary teaching. And one of the reasons for this is because the words that you use within the apple are often multiple meaning words that grow with the age of your child. So let's start by thinking of the basic components of the apple. And the basic components of the apple is what we start when children are smaller. We talk about the skin, the stem, the seed, the pulp or the meat, and the core. 
So on a very young level, you can cut apart this apple and you talk about. Now, we don't want to say, what's this? What's this? What's this? We don't want it to be a quizzing session with your child. We want to build in conversation. And that is what leads to the connection that we're going to build as we build vocabulary. So when we talk about, here's the skin of the apple, and you talk about the color of the skin. Maybe your apple's a green apple. Maybe it's a red. Maybe it's a combination of colors. Maybe it's yellow. Whatever your apple color is, you talk about the color of the skin. You talk about the, the thickness of the skin, the texture of the skin. Talk about what it's good for and what, how it can get stuck in your teeth. All the conversations about skin. This builds a thicker understanding of what that concept is that goes with skin. You do the same kind of things with stem and with the seed. And then with the seed, you're also going to talk about uh, planting it in the ground and growing. And if you've ever grown something before with your child, you say, do you remember when we planted those uh, marigold seeds? Do you remember how the flower grew up? If we plant these seeds an apple tree will grow up. And at that point, they'll probably want to plant the seeds. So you do. And then you water them and maybe you'll get a little sprout eventually. And you can decide if you want to grow the apple tree because of course that takes years, not months like a flower. When you're talking about the stem, you can say things like, did you see where it was attached to the tree? The stem holds it to the tree. So again, we're talking about the vocabulary words, and that's what builds it. Now, when you get to the pulp or the meat, that is the main part of the apple that we eat. And we can talk about what do we do with it. And you cook with it, and then do the cooking with your child, and eat the apple with your child, and all of these things that we do. And then, of course, cutting out the core. We can talk about how the core can get in our teeth and how it's a little bit more bitter. It doesn't taste as sweet as the rest of the apple. And then what do we do with the core? Well, maybe we compost it and maybe we throw it away. Okay, so what I just did, I gave you a fast conversation of the ways you would talk with your kiddo about those five components of the apple. Now let's say your child is bigger. Uh, maybe they're not just three to five years old. So you're going to start talking about those same things, but you're going to talk deeper. When you talk about the skin, you're going to talk about that we have skin too. You can talk about the color of human skin. Maybe you want to talk about the texture, maybe the texture of an alligator. And what does it mean to have thick skin? What does it mean to have tough skin? When we talk about that, we often are referring to that we don't take in insults. So then we're talking about figurative language. So maybe your high schooler is even talking about having a thick skin. And we, we can refer back to the apple. And some apples have thicker skins. When we talk about stem, how many different meanings can we think of with that word stem? Stem might be what grows out of something else. So I had an idea, and from that idea stemmed this other idea. So we can talk about stem in 
other kinds of ways because all five of these words have multiple meanings. Seed. What is a seed in another context? You might be able to think of it in terms of idea again, like the seed of an idea is something that's going to grow, but it is still small right now. The pulp or the meat. Think about other orange juice that has pulp in it or meat like actual meat, you know, red meat or, or fish or something like that. You can bring up with your children that these words mean other things and give the context, have the conversation about the other places where these words show up. And then core, the inside of you, your innermost thoughts and feelings would be at your core. We can also talk about core strength, like your, your, you know, your core, your, your gut, your belly, the inner, inner muscles that hold you up nice and tall. So we can talk with our kids about core in that way. We can also talk about the core of the computer. We can talk about the core idea of something. We need to bring up how all of these vocabulary words have an additional meaning to them. They have synonyms that go with them. And any one of these words you could take on for the day and say to your kids, let's go back to the word core. How many different ways can we use core? What else might core mean? If you've got an older child, you can look in a dictionary or probably the online dictionary to see how many definitions there are and just talk about the many different meanings. So why does all of this matter? Well, in the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that vocabulary is the biggest indicator of student success, that is academic success. And of course, we want our kids to have academic success. But let's think about the immediate. When our kids mix up multiple meaning words or they have misses in the understanding of a word in context and having the understanding in a change context, they don't listen. <laughs> they don't listen well, but we don't know why they're not listening well because we think that they know what we mean. But it's fascinating how many times the kids have a miss in the understanding and your instruction goes like ships in the night past the kiddos because they know one definition of the word and we think they know the word, but they don't know this same word in a different context. That is the other meaning of this same word. In addition, they might know what this word means at your home, but change the context of using the same instruction at your friend's home, and they don't actually know anymore if the same word means the same thing. Because their language is expanding, and they're starting to catch on to that words mean different things. So we can be pretty confident that if we don't build vocabulary broadly in our children, and that when I say build, I mean these conversations like I just gave an example of, over and over to be able to give them the experience of the word in different ways, in different sentences, and at different locations. This idea of using an apple, I love because we can use the basic components of an apple to talk about life with our children, 
to talk about our homes with our children. What is the outside? What is the seeds inside? What is the core of who we are as a family? We can talk about all the different components of an apple and relate it to real life in a multitude of ways. If you're having trouble with spontaneously doing this, then I would recommend that you get a book about apples and trees and the trucks and the harvest and the shipping, any of those things from the library. And then read part of that book. You know, one way is to read the book, and that certainly is good and great. But when we take that from just reading the book into the conversation that teaches vocabulary, what it means is that we need repetition of the vocabulary word in the context of a sentence so that our children understand the multiple ways that we word that sentence to change the meaning of the word. So, for example, we add a s to apple, and we have actually added an S on the end, and so we change the meaning from one to more than one. Likewise, when we put a d ending on some words, that ed ending, we change the tense from being now to past. So core changes from being a noun that is a part of the apple to cord, which is a verb that you took the core out of the apple. If you are privileged enough to have an apple orchard near you where you are, and and obviously this can be used if you have a peach orchard by you or an olive orchard, whatever it is that you live by, to walk through the environment where this apple is growing and, and then actually do the process physically of picking those apples, carrying them, paying for them, bringing them home, and letting the child do as much of the process of the peeling, cutting, uh, putting it in the pan, putting water in the pan, you know, depending on the apple, whatever it is that your recipe calls for, maybe you'll make a pie, put in in the ingredients and stirring and mixing. Even one-year-olds are able to do things like dumping and licking their fingers to taste. There are ways to help them build their vocabulary even at very young ages. And then, of course, as the children are getting older, they have more responsibility in being able to do the process. In allowing them to do much of the process and you talking about the process in words as they're doing it, you are building into them the vocabulary they need for so many other parts of life. And frankly, cooking, if you take those apples home and you're cooking them, the words used in cooking are also multiple meaning words that span across different places. So for example, if you give your child a measuring cup and you tell them to dump the measuring cup full of sugar into the bowl, your child has gotten exposure in this context to dump, but there's also a dump truck outside. There's a cup, but there's also the cup that they drink out of. There's sugar, and there's also the nickname sugar that they hear. So there's just examples of how you are broadening their understanding because they don't always understand a word in a different context as meaning the same thing in a prior context. This is a common, common thing that we as parents, and I say we because I used to do this too, and I probably still do without realizing it sometimes, 
And that is we assume that the child knows something because we have used those words with them before. But children, including up to the teen years, sometimes don't connect the dots. They don't realize the words spoken in one context means the same or different in a different context. As you talk through these things with your kiddos, what you're having them do when they're talking about remembering is you're helping them to be able to build a picture in their mind for the words that you're saying to them. This imagery helps them to have a memory of the vocabulary as well. So when you call their attention to things that they have done in the past, you're strengthening that memory connection to the vocabulary. So let's recap some of the ways to use your apple to build vocabulary for all ages of our kids. First, we have the basic components of an apple. Typically, when the kids are young, it's the concrete part of the apple. Name it. Say the words in sentences. There's no quizzing allowed. You relate it to color and shape and taste and texture. Then we move a little deeper. And we're going to talk together using the words as we do something together. We're going to build something with those apples, like maybe a pie or or whatever it is that you're going to do. Talk about the process that you go through in order to create with your apple. You can also support this learning by getting a book that talks about apples. Maybe you'll relate it to history for the little older kids about Johnny Appleseed and what that nickname is and why he got that nickname. And we're going to talk about the multiple meanings that come with all of the words related to the process and the apple. Preschoolers can understand some of those multiple meaning words, like the skin on the apple and the skin on my body are different skins. But as our children get older, we can still use these same words to help them understand figurative language, like thick skin doesn't actually represent your emotions, but we use the phrase thick skin, even though your skin isn't thick, to represent somebody's words not bothering you. And the older your children get, the more challenge you have for them to build the image in their minds and to expand their thinking. How else could I use this word? And to keep bringing it back to the context that they are in now, have been in the past, or might be in the future. For example, an idea that stemmed out of another idea. This is developing that abstract thinking, which is something that we really want to help our kids expand into, especially as they get into the teen years. It also comes into the concept of play, because when we as adults expand our thinking into that abstract thinking, we also can use our language in different ways that helps us express ourselves even more clearly to understand ourselves and others. I hope you found this interesting. 
this, like I said at the beginning, is one of the areas that is just near and dear to me because I absolutely love, love, love teaching our kiddos vocabulary, expanding on vocabulary and giving them complex vocabulary, even at any age, and then just drop a little bit more of that in their thinking, just drip it onto them as they start to understand a little more and a little more and a little more. I think it's super fun to watch it grow. So I hope you have fun with that too. And if this is something that seems a little vague to you or a little confusing to you, please let me know. Because for me, it makes sense, but I do this work. So if you want a little bit more uh, concrete explanation, send me an email at hello at the language of play.com. Enjoy the kids. Enjoy the apple time this fall, as fall is such a beautiful time of year. Remember, moms and dads, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in ways their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me at hello at the language of play dot com. <laughs>